Hey, 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 you guys, we have our special guest with us. And this is actually his first time, not only on Black Canvas, but this is his first podcast episode. And if you guys had not heard of him before, this would be a great introduction. His name is Carter Wyndham. Carter Wyndham is a Charleston-based singer-songwriter known for his honest lyrics, soulful rasp, and rooted sound. Steeped in the rich storytelling of classic Texas country and Americana, Carter's music draws inspiration from artists such as the great Robert Earl Keane and modern Western icon Ryan Bingham. A native of Bossier City, Louisiana, Carter's musical allure began early. Once an aspiring country star herself, his mother instilled a deep love for music in him as a child. His older brother, William, a trained acapella vocalist and lifelong musician, taught him his first notes on the guitar, which sparked his desire to one day pursue a career as a songwriter. At age 24, Carter is now manifesting that dream. He returned to Shreveport's Foxtrot Studios earlier this year to record his debut EP, which is set for release later this summer. And thank you so much, Carter, for being here as a guest on Black Canvas. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, Gerald, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm really honored and, and excited to do this. And uh, you sounded really, you made me sound really professional reading that bio. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are professional, right? You're going to be releasing yeah. some music and I, yeah, I love Yeah, we're your... getting there. We're getting to there. Yeah, for sure. I like the way you're thinking. Oh, well, I'm always going to think in the positive when it comes to you guys. I think that you have a lot of talent. And that's the, the one thing I love is like that, especially local people. And for anyone who doesn't know Bossier City, Louisiana, um, it's not too far from Shreveport. It's kind of similar to like New Orleans and Metairie for my listeners from New Orleans. But I love just the fact that it's someone who is not too far from where I am now and relocated. And I definitely want to make sure if there's people listening that we support Carter and, and get him out there. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, us uh, us Louisiana boys got to stick together. We have to. If we don't, what's going to happen? We're going to. I don't know. Nothing good. Though. <laughs> Even though I'm out on the East Coast right now, I'm sure there there will come a time I make my way back there. So, absolutely, we're we're very proud of you for what you've been able. Thank to you, man. Us for. All right, so Court, I'm gonna go straight into these questions. Be ready for us. Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm ready. All right. So the first question I have is, what first drove you into making music? Oh, okay. Um, I guess I could give you a short answer or a long, or a long answer here, but I'll, I'll kind of summarize a little bit. Um, I have an older brother who's very musical and incredibly talented musician. Um, he's a great singer. He plays the guitar, piano. He's, he's has a great understanding for music theory. And growing up, I kind of, um, I was kind of in his shadow musically. Like we both had to take piano lessons growing up. Um, finally, I think I stopped around the seventh or eighth grade, took a couple guitar lessons, didn't really, you know, gel with it. And um, eventually he kind of showed me some chords on the guitar and watching him play would, uh, would really inspire me to, to, you know, go sit in my room for hours to try. I didn't like him being better than me at something. (laughs) So it was kind of my competitive nature that drove me to start playing guitar and I've always just loved music. You know, my mom is a singer. Um, she was an, like, like you said earlier, she was an aspiring country artist at one time. Um, and just, I guess growing up, my grandfather as well, I should mention that he was an incredible uh, vocalist. And I guess just from family grew up just, you know, whether you're in the car or, you know, hanging out, there's always music playing and we're singing along. So I guess just it's, it's in my blood. 
from day one. I love that. And then just, I have an older sibling as well. So that sibling rivalry sometimes can be there at times, but it's also a competitive nature. Just in general. Yeah, it's health. It, it's healthy. It's a good thing. Um, it was positive, but, you know, and he was very helpful to, he, he, like I said, he showed me my first notes on the guitar and I've learned, you know, from day one to when I recorded this EP, he's helped me along the way. And so without him that I wouldn't have, I don't think I'd have any musical ability. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't set yourself short on that. He played a huge role, but I think sometimes it's yeah. an innate thing that you do have sometimes. Like there's some people who can read music really well. There's some people who are just good at listening by ear and picking up, you know, what right. works best for them. So it kind of goes into my next question, which is what goes into your creative process in making music and how would you describe the music that you typically create? Okay. So the first part, um, what my creative process is like, it's tough to explain because it's different every time, you know, there's no, I think that's the beautiful thing about music is there's no right or wrong way to write a song. You just have to, the only wrong way to write a song is to not write it. Um, and usually I, I shouldn't say usually sometimes I, I have like, like almost a poem written out lyrically, you know, maybe it's a couple lines of a verse or a chorus or just a hook. And from that, line or wherever that inspiration came from it, it it'll sometimes turn into a full song with no music and i'll put music to it and then other times i'll um i'll have a chord progression on the guitar i really like or just a riff or some kind of melody just humming in my head and i'll put words to it um so there's really no rhyme or reason to it it just it just uh you just have to kind of buckle down and and write I love that you said that. I think that's true for sure. Absolutely. Um, let's kind of. And how would I describe, how would I, how would I describe my music? Yes. Um, I definitely, my, my, my songs are definitely driven by the lyrics. So, and what I mean by that is, is I, I pride myself in, in telling stories in my songs and I, and that, that's kind of what country and Americana music is, is, you know, a lot of pop music and I'm not knocking anybody, but, it, it's driven by the beat, right? You know, something you can tap your foot to or dance to. My music is more driven by the lyrics and the story. I want to write songs that people will will remember a verse or remember the idea or the lesson in that story. So I think that's kind of what, what drives my style of music. I love that. And it kind of goes into another question I have, which is what would you, or who would you most likely want to collaborate with and then the second part of that is if you can open up for any artists who would you want to open up for oh man that's a great question and there's so many but I think I think I'd have to probably say Eric Church because and he's a uh, country artist with a little bit of a rock and roll um, element to it and he's a really great songwriter like I was I was saying earlier his he writes all his own music and it's um, the songs really tell stories that you can relate to, whether you've, you've been there or not. So it draws out some kind of emotion. And I remember watching um, some of his unreleased um, songs on YouTube when I was in high school and it was just him and a guitar and these songs that, you know, aren't on any record anywhere. They're just songs he wrote that somebody took a video on their iPhone of him playing. And I thought I can do that. I know those chords. I can, you know, I have, I have a story to tell too. And that kind of, 
I think that kind of inspired me to start writing songs. So I'd love to collaborate with them. <laughs> I love one that. day. It's a really good option. I mean, I when I think of like songwriters, I just mentioned this the other day, like David Foster. I mean, just a genius. I think that's one. But Stevie yeah. Wonder, I mean, that would be like a good oh, yeah. collaboration. <laughs> that would be. That'd be incredible. <laughs> That'd be really cool. So how do you feel the internet has impacted the music business? Can you kind of give me your synopsis on that? Yeah, I mean, of course, social media is huge right now. Um, Instagram, tic- I actually made a TikTok the other day. Uh, <laughs> finally on TikTok, my friends have been encouraging me to use it for a while. It's a good way to promote your music. Um, so social media is a big one um, just in how people are posting like, you know, 20 to 60 second videos or just a snippet, you know, our, our attention spans are, are short these days due to that, I think. Um, and the other thing, I, I, this isn't my own idea. I read this somewhere, but with all your streaming services, Spotify, Apple music, Pandora, et cetera, um, artists don't really sell records anymore. You know, you, you know, in the seventies, eighties artists made their money by, you know, record sales, like actual vinyls or CDs or whatever it was. Um, nowadays, people, you know, pay their subscription service and and these streaming services pay a very fractional amount compared to, to what a record sale would be. So concert tickets are much more expensive now because that's how artists make their money. Um, you know, it's not, it's not unusual to see a $100 concert ticket, right? That's true. And I think merchandise is definitely going up a lot too. When you think of like merchandising, it has been a huge thing. But branding, I think a lot of artists now, they have so many brands that are supporting them. It's kind of like they're almost like a walking bumper sticker almost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a good thing. Like when you can collaborate and like, what if it's, um, let's use an example, like Beyonce has already made her, her career. But when we think of like her clothing line and now with her working with the Ivy Park brand and just, you know, being able to tour and go different places. Like that's an example of someone who knows how to, to be an entrepreneur. You have people like Jay-Z or, right. or um, Sean P. Diddy Combs, you know, being able to be the brand for other companies with colognes. And, you know, when you see that, you're like, wow, I never thought I could make money that way. But um, that's a lot of artists are doing it these days. Yeah. Marketing is a huge thing. And someone I think of when I'm, when I'm trying to think of branding and that kind of stuff is, is Jimmy Buffett. Cause he has really marketed himself in an incredible way, whether you like his music or not, but you know, with Margaritaville and Landshark beer and all that stuff, he's, he's marketed way past just music, you know, really a lifestyle. I, I think that's the thing you that's hit the nail on the head. Like it's a lifestyle brand. Like people, when they, when they buy a ticket, they're right. buying the experience and it, yeah, exactly. a hundred dollars in someone, like you said, for a ticket, you want to make sure that you leave there feeling different and feeling like I was connected to that individual. So I do agree with right. your friends. Like, you know, TikTok is that way for a lot of people, you know, Instagram, Spotify, you know, using every platform you have to connect and then being able to link them together. That's why I think Linktree, that's just a great um, message and, you know, board for people to kind of say, Hey, this is where you can find everything. You know, you don't have to look in other yeah. directions. Yeah, it is. It is so much. I mean, I didn't do it back in the day, obviously, but I think with social media, it makes, it gives you a huge audience that you may not have been, you know, able to reach back in the day. 100%. I agree with that. So can you tell us, Carter, what has been the best advice that you have been given? And can you tell us who gave you that advice? 
Oh man. Um, there's so many, I've had so many people help me along the way. Um, one that really sticks with me is my, you know, I'm going to go cliche here, but my high school football coach, I can remember him telling us to, you know, no matter what you do or where you are, make sure you leave your mark. And, and what is that mark going to look like? So I think that's just something I, I always reflect on is, you know, just kind of the end of the day when you're, when you're reflecting on life and um, thinking about what you need to do for the week ahead, it's always smart to consider um, how am I, you know, what, what kind of impact am I making and, and how am I going to leave that impact and what, what, what does that look like? So I think that was, that was probably some of the, some of the better advice I've ever gotten. I love that. Um, I remember my grandfather, the biggest advice he gave me is it's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. And that was something I always remember him saying. And I think, Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I love that. I was like, man, this is great advice. And like, when you get older, of course you, you remember those kind of phrases but then also just remembering um you know my um high school choir teacher would say she said you gave your parents their flowers while they could still smell them that was always a phrase she would always say and you just never know life especially since COVID things have shifted so much for all of us but you just never know the last moments you're going to have with someone so it is important to kind of spend quality time and not quantity you know that you really can know what that time is like and you can remember those experiences Yep. Yeah. There may be a song, there may be a song lyric in there. I'm gonna have to write that down and remember it. <laughs> well, I want my 5%. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but it, there might be something really cool in that, that you could use. I would love that. That would be a great way. of. I'm going to remember that for sure. I, I would love for you to use that. Take it. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of like lyrics and different fun things, what would be your motto? If you can come up for a motto for the year 2022, what would you call your motto for this year? Yeah, th- this is, it's funny you asked that because I, 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 I kind of was just thinking this the other day. Um, I actually had a conversation. I was getting advice from a guy named Mark Bryan, who is the lead guitar for uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. And he was just giving me uh, musical business advice and, and what to focus on and, and just, you know, kind of a just walking me through some different things. And one of the things he said was, you got to stay focused on why you're doing this. He's like, you, you don't have to answer me right now, but you need to know why you're doing this and what that looks like and stay focused on that and the rest will fall into place. So I think my, my motto for the year is focus. Just stay focused on, on, you know, I do this cause I love it and I love playing my songs for people and just focus on that and don't worry about the rest. I like that. It's short and sweet too, right? Because if you stay focused, then right. everything else will fall into place. That's true. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> that is the plan. <laughs> so I have another fun question for you. If you could give your younger self one bit of advice, what would you tell little Carter? And outside of focusing, what's something else you would tell little Carter? Man, that that one's easy because I think about this all the time. I would definitely tell him to work at music like you worked at sports or school or anything else, you know, when you're younger and don't be insecure about it because I didn't start, I felt I'd always wanted to play gigs. I'd always wanted to perform and sing and play the guitar um, for people, but I was super shy about it, you know, real insecure. I guess I had stage fright. And, um, you know, after I think it took playing like two or three times here in Charleston 
for me to kind of get rid of that and for that to go away. And I just wish I could tell my younger self to, but I guess in hindsight, you know, it, it made me who I am now, but um, I would just tell him to, to, to go ahead and get after it at, at 16 or 17 and, and uh, don't worry about what other people think. I love that Carter. I think like that's the hardest thing of where we do get in our own heads and, if we had a, like a magical wine and we could change things around, I think we would do a lot of things different. I think if it was me, I would definitely tell myself it's to relax because I think there's, that's a hard thing to do. And I know in my profession now, like I have a lot of stress that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, but I do know like relaxing and finding time for yourself is so important because if you don't find that R&R, you will burn yourself out or you're going to take it out on other people when they're maybe you're not, um, trying to hurt you. They're just trying to give you, you know, sage advice or just trying to be a listening ear. And sometimes you, you're you just going to be really tired and frustrated. And you have to let people know, hey, I, I need that window um, to kind of focus on myself. And then when I'm ready or willing to kind of talk and share, then I can do that as well. And as a musician, especially when you start touring, you'll start to see like how stressful that can be, but it's exciting as well. Hey, I like the way you're thinking, talking about touring. I don't think I'm quite there yet, but. <laughs> oh, you, you're there sooner than you think. You just yeah. don't know it yet. <laughs> you're right. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I always believe you, vision boards are important for me. And I always talk about that and, and write it down and believe it. Um, I use an example, like on my vision board this year, I was like, I wanted to talk to at least two Olympians and be able to share their experiences and talk about their lives. And I did. So, it's, you know, you have to believe it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the the R and R is really important for for so- songwriting as well because I've got some friends here that I'll you know we'll sit down and co- and collaborate and write together. But it's also important to to find like a a time to be alone and just really you know be in your own thoughts because I think sometimes that's where where the, your best ideas will come from. I agree, and then it also will help you to kind of see where you want the future of your music to go and just your life. And I think personal experiences you go through. Um, the people right. you met, like you said, meeting someone from Hootie and the Blowfish, excuse me, which was a great band. And, you know, many years ago, I remember them, like a lot of bands I remember when I was younger. And like, that's great. Like, who would have ever thought you would have had that opportunity? And so it just right. shows you, you know, that the imperfection, and that's why I love this show. We're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen, but that's life. And if I go and say oh man I could have done that better or I should have talked to this one this way or done that then you don't learn from the experience but I think each time you continue to work towards your goals and you know pretty much what type of map you have for yourself um, you can always revise a goal at any time and you can also ask for suggestions and just make it work for you at that moment when it's the time is right yeah for sure all right. You've done really well, Cord. I got one more question for you. You ready for the last one? <laughs> yeah. Hit me. All right. So can you tell us what's next for you and how can our listeners find you online? Okay. So um, the next step is, um, like you said earlier, um, I just re- recorded my first EP back home in Shreveport at Foxtrot Studios um, with a guy named Sean Stroop who produced it for me. Uh, Steve Sullivan was my sound engineer and he's, he's actually still working some kinks out. Um, I had, I had Jimmy Wooten, who's an incredible guitar player and drummer play on the track. Uh, Alex Johnson played some organ, uh, along with a, a couple other musicians that really helped 
help fill out the sound. And I'm super excited to share that with people. Um, so I don't have a release date for it yet, but um, you can check out my social media. It's Carter Wyndham Music on Instagram or TikTok, and I will be posting on there about release dates and you know how to pre-save and all that, all that good stuff. So that is uh, that's the next step for me. Um, also launching a website soon. It's not quite ready, but that's coming in the next couple of weeks. Well, I'm excited. And it'll be that'll be CarterWindowMusic.com. Awesome. So you're telling me if I can be a part of the remix, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, when we, when I get the tracks back, we'll do a remix and I'll pull you in on it. <laughs> pull me in so I can kind of laugh at myself and have a good time too. So there's some, yeah, we can have a good time for sure. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, we need some auto tune on this. <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd yeah. be fun. That's one thing I've always wanted to do is to go to the studio one time just to have fun. Cause I've never done anything like that. I'm like, that will be like, something on my bucket list just to have a good time and see how it would sound. So maybe I will yeah, take maybe. you up on that one day. <laughs> you should check out Foxtrot and Shreveport. If you ever want to record something, they, those guys are really talented. They've got an incredible space in da- downtown Shreveport. Um, it was, it was really a, it was a learning experience for sure for me, but just to be surrounded by such incredible musicians, I think, you know, I learned a ton and it, and it really helped me. And I think, I think we got a great, a great record coming. So I'm really excited to share it. Well, I'm excited to hear it. And we're excited that you came on the show. And I would love to have you back Carter to perform live if you want to on space. Yeah, for sure, man. I'd love to do that. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This was great. I enjoyed talking with you and we'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Well, you got my number. So we definitely gonna keep in touch and I definitely will have you back very soon. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you so much, Carter, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Have a great day, okay? You too, man. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. I'm not